96.7 FM, WTOB, you're listening to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep that paycheck. Uh, This morning you have Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne, and we will be digging through the listener questions and going through that mailbag. How are you doing today, Bryce? Well, I am doing well, Garrett. How are you? I'm doing all right, doing all right. I, uh... We are both in jerseys today. It's uh, you know fitting because the NFL started training camp this week. So uh, okay, you know it's uh, I felt it was time to get the jersey back on, but things are going well. I started getting the uh, the new helmets in my uh, feed. If you want to buy the <laughs> official helmets, kind of tasting those out a little bit. But That's uh, right. Garrett, uh, we uh, just just so you know, uh, Garrett had his. Uh, his bachelor party over the weekend. So uh, we're going to do indeed. a uh, cover your kids ears and we're going to get into a little <laughs> details of what happened at the bachelor party here. Gary, how did it go? Uh, it was good. It was uh, a little bit smaller crowd than it was supposed to be. Some of the guys couldn't make it, but uh, you know, fairly simple. Went back to Charleston, beautiful town. Um, Charleston because just because it was kind of midway for some of the guys had some guys in Florida, had some guys in North Carolina about midway. Well, cause you, it's these a, friends of yours are from the Citadel. You yeah. Some the Citadel. were. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So that's obviously the Citadel's there. So we know the town. Well, we know all the, the hot good, spots, the good stomping grounds, <laughs> the hot spots too. Yeah. We know those too. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time for sure. It was, a uh, you know, but at the end of the three days, it was good to get back to very good. And when does, <laughs> when does Cindy have her uh, bachelorette party? Uh, it's like the weekend of like August 2nd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. August 2nd through that weekend, I think through August 4th or 5th. And so. that's going to be down in, where did you say Austin? She's going to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Right. So that's, she's got her whole crew and they're going to go, you know, I guess storm the streets of Austin. So. And, and when is the, uh, when is the, how, how is the training going for the, cause you're, you're going to the marathon for the marathon. How are we doing on that? Uh, it's starting to get, become a chore now that the mileage is starting to tick up. It's, uh, I get about one day a week off, and it's got to be at least a minimum of five miles per day with a long run in there of at least 10 miles once per week. So, really? Yeah, Saturday or Sunday, pick your, like, so typically Saturday or Sunday will be the day off, but the day, the other day is the long run. It's got to be at least 10 miles. So, right. starting to become. Staying on a, track, though. Staying on track, starting to become a chore, though. All so, right, very you know. good. Well, we're going to dip into, as you said, the mailbag here um, yeah. this week. And before we do that, let's go ahead and give our uh, Wealth Guardian Service salute out there as we do every uh, <clears throat> weekend morning for all those who put on the uniform for uh, America. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your time and energy into that. It's not always a, 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 a thanked job. It's sometimes a thankless job. And uh, we want you to know that you are in our thoughts here. Garrett, you served in the Navy. Your dad served in the Navy. So so thank you to you both and everybody else out there listening to you and your families. Thank you for the sacrifices that you're making as well. You are getting the Wealth Guardian Service salute right here and now. All right, let's go ahead and get into it, Garrett. Uh, we've got a lot of questions to get through. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've touched into this, so yeah. let's just dive right in. All right, um, who do we have to start off with? Yeah, the first one we have here, Bryce, is Claire in Burlington. And she asks, should I move my IRA away from a place that is charging a 2.5% fee? That seems extremely high to me, and I'm not sure how to tell if I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah. Hmm. So that is fees, Claire, is one of the main things that we consider here at the Wealth Guardians when trying to uh, create an allocation and a portfolio for somebody. Obviously, we want to pay as little to Uncle Sam as uh, humanly possible as well. And staying on the uh, legal side of that, of course, and paying as little in fees is something that we have to consider as well. And you are absolutely right. 2.5 does seem strikes Garrett and me as a little bit on the high side as well. But a question I'd have for you is the same question that you asked, are you getting your money's worth from it? 
Uh, is yeah. that 2.5? Is it is it coming from the advisor fee? Is it coming from the money manager fee? Is it coming from the mutual funds? Is that a combination of all those fees put together? Yeah. Even if it is, uh, 2.5 might not be uh, as a total unreasonable, but it would be on the higher side, certainly more than yeah. what our, our general clients uh, pay. But you're asking exactly the right question. And really the answer would be, you should sit down with a financial professional who's used to going over a portfolio and looking for where the the pros are in that portfolio allocation and where the weak links might be, so yeah. to speak. So that's that Claire in a nutshell. That's you're asking exactly the right question, Garrett. What do you have to add to that? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if that's her overall fee and, and part of it's going to the advisor, so you know that's not the the total of the advisory fee. Um, you know, she's got some, some mutual funds that charge a fee just for being inside the investment. Um, you know, it, Bryce, we've actually seen worse, <laughs> we, we <laughs> but, have. but yeah. um, you know, but kind of as I'm of kind of the same position where Bryce is on this one, two and a half percent, that, that still is a little on the high side. If you're satisfied with the investment and you're, and you're getting, you know, you, the, the proper kind of risk um, align that, alignment that you and your advisor have talked about and you, you're getting some satisfactory returns even though paying that fee, okay. If not, maybe it's maybe it's time to make a change. Um, yeah, at least so. look over what, what your other options are out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Claire, appreciate the question. Thank you for that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne. And this week, in both the first segment and the second segment, we're going to be taking questions from our listener mailbag. So that was Claire in Burlington. And Garrett, who do we have next? So we got Doug, not the host, but Doug in Tobaccoville. He asked this question. He says, Bryce, I just got a raise at work, which is great. The only downside is that now I make too much money to put into my Roth this year. I liked having that tax-free growth in the Roth, but now that is off the table. Where should I invest that money instead? Well, Doug, that's a that's a great question. I guess in, in certain ways, that's a good problem to have because it means you're making <laughs> a lot of money. But um, I don't think it's off the table for you uh, because just because there is a limit into how much you can contribute to a Roth, there is a difference between a contribution and a conversion. And so an option for you might be, Doug, that you look into backdoor Roths or contributing to an IRA, contributing to your 401k, and then converting that in later years so that you will still have the uh, tax-free growth as you are talking about. And let me ask you, Doug, do you believe that uh, taxes are going to go up in the future? And I'll ask everyone out there, raise your hand if you believe taxes are going to go up in the future. Me. All right, Garrett does. I do. Most people who are asked that question would raise their hand and say, yeah, they, they see the writing on the wall for what our gross domestic product is and versus our overall obligations to uh, our bondholders out there. And they realize that we're going to have no choice but to raise yep. taxes in a significant way at some point in the future. So you're on the right track, Doug, that you understand that if the more money that you can put into a Roth, that is immune from any tax law changes um, around the corner or down the pike. And uh, you are not relegated to just contributing to a Roth. You yeah. could have contributed all your life to an IRA and still convert that to a Roth in later years. So that is an option for you. I would really advise you to do that with a tax professional or at the right. very least a some type of accounting or CPA uh, professional because you don't want to get yourself accidentally kicked up into a higher tax bracket. If you're in the 12% tax bracket, you convert too much in a given year, you might go up to the 24, 22, 24, yeah. or even 36% tax bracket. That's probably a mistake you don't want to make. So you want to make sure you're doing that in line with somebody who has a good understanding of what the tax laws are. But uh, you are just because you're making more money now does not mean that you can't keep putting money into a Roth in one way or the other. And that's a great question, uh, Doug. So thank you for that. Garrett, anything you want to add to that? 
No, I think you covered. I mean, that's the, you know, the backdoor Roth, essentially just there's, there are limits on contributions into a Roth per year. And then you phase out at a certain level of income, which is Doug's situation, but there is no limit on conversion, right. but you just have to claim that conversion as income in the year that you do it. So you got so to do it smart. Yes. Exactly. Even though there's not really a, a law limit or a rule limit, there is a smart yes. limit <laughs> to how to do it. You know, and speaking of smart, um, one of the, uh, the income legs of a stool of an income stool in retirement is social security and you want to be smart about how you are filing for social security not that this was doug's question but it is a lot of people out there whose question it might be how do i file for social security in the smartest way that i can garrett doug and i have the answer for you on that and is at our social security optimization seminar and we do this a couple of times a year this is the first time we're doing it this year we're going to be doing it later in the year as well but i encourage you not to wait here's the dates thursday july 27th and tuesday august 1st there's no cost there's no obligation to attend the seminar though you do gotta register with us so that we know that you're coming and uh the way to register is giving us a call at 336-391-3409 that's 336-391-3409 you can also register by going to thewealthguardians.com and clicking on the events tab uh while you're there you can also go to the media center tab and click uh on the download for the four critical social security facts report, which basically goes over the four important facts about social security that every retiree should know. Keep in mind that social security is one of the three income legs of the retirement income stool, and you wanna make sure you are filing for social security in the smartest way possible. And that is not necessarily the way that your neighbor or your uncle or your best friend no boy, it's not. would have filed for social security. So you want to make sure that you're getting all the facts so you understand all the different ways to file for social security and what might be the smartest way for you. Again, uh, Thursday, July 27th. And then again, on Tuesday, August 1st, no cost, no obligation. Give us a call 336-391-3409. All right, Garrett, I think we're going to go ahead and get to our trivia question here before we get to the break. Yeah, and absolutely. you did you did the trivia question this week. I did, Bryce, and you know, both of us and even Doug too were, were such huge fans of, you know, US history, American history, and I've got one that I think is not quite a softball, but it's not a burner right down the plate. So, my question to you is simple, and we'll address this at the on the other side what was the name of new york city before it became new york oh wow it had an original name before that okay i will have to think long and hard about that for the couple minute break that we've got here stick around for the answer to that trivia question and listen to me get the buzzer here on the other side of this short (laughs) break i'm bryce payne garrett ray is here with me and uh, the show is the wealth guardians helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray. In this second segment this morning, we're going to continue taking questions from our listener mailbag. Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay. B, do you want to make sure that you are making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, I hope if you're listening to this show, that's exactly what you want to do. So if you answered yes to both those questions, then Garrett and I have great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your existing retirement plan. This is going to include a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, 
risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and even the fees that you're currently paying. Our goal is really simple. We want to help you lower your fees. We want to help you align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. It always is. You have to give us a call. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan slash review with Doug Garrett and myself today. I beseech you, remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. Okay, Garrett, you asked me a trivia question. I did. Hurl it at me again. Let me see if I understood this correctly. It's time to get Bryce's best guess for the Wealth Guardians trivia question of the week. All right, so we here at the Wealth Guardians, we're all big fans of U.S. history, American history. And I think most people would agree, Bryce, that New York City, in particular Wall Street, is the financial capital of the world. The question that I asked you before the break was, what was the name of New York City before it was New York? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, didn't know that there ever was one, but <laughs> I, I figure it wasn't always a city. It wasn't a a spurling metropolis as it was as it is now. So I'm going to dial it back a bit and say maybe they called it Yorktown. Okay. No, I'm sorry, Bryce. That wasn't it? No, no. <laughs> ah, that stings. That hurts. All right. So the original name was actually called New Amsterdam. Ah, I have heard that. So here's the background. New Amsterdam was a 17th century Dutch settlement established at the southern tip of Manhattan Island. It served as the seat of the colonial government of New Netherland. So that was the Dutch colony, New Netherland. Okay. Uh, Fort Amsterdam was situated on the strategic southern tip of the island and was meant to defend the fur trade of the Dutch West India Company in the North River, which we now call the Hudson River. Okay. In 1624, it became a provincial extension of the Dutch Republic and was designated as the capital of the province in 1625. By 1655, the population of the colony of New Netherland had grown to 2,000 people, with 1,500 living in New Amsterdam. So, what happened? Well, in 1664, the English took over New Amsterdam and renamed it New York, oh, sure. after the Duke of York, which later became King James II. Ah, okay. Yeah. So then, essentially, the Dutch and the British fought a war from 1665 to 1667, and the peace treaty that they struck up was the Dutch essentially officially gave up rights to now New York, what used to be New Amsterdam. Oh, very cool. So there you go. All right, very good. You know, I took a, um, we went up to the observation deck <clears throat> of the New World Trade One Tower. Oh, no, the Freedom Tower. The Freedom Tower. Yep. And when you go up in the elevator there, the walls of the elevator are a complete video screen. Oh, wow. And what they do is they have simulated what on floor one, when you're on the ground floor, mm. going into that, New York or that area, that geography looks like it did back before it was settled. Oh, and cool. as you go up each floor, the video on the surrounding walls shows you the city being built year oh, after year, cool. decade after decade. So by the time you get to the top, you see New York as it is today. <laughs> but halfway through, you would have seen how it was in the 18 or the 1900s. Oh, wow. So it's a very oh. cool visual of uh, of how New Amsterdam became New York, so there to speak. Go. 
Very good. Great question. And uh, I'll get over, I'll put some antiseptic on that and I'll get over that here (laughs) in a a bit. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get back to our our mailbag here, Garrett. And uh, we uh, ended off with Doug in our first segment. So now we're moving on to Gary in Kernersville. And what does he ask us? Yep. So Gary asks us this. He goes, our daughter will be getting married within the next year and we're expecting it to be a relatively small affair. Although I'm not sure, although I'm sure we wouldn't want the first people to be wrong about that if it ends up being more expensive than we think. Okay, I see where you're coming from, Gary. Most of our savings are in retirement accounts, and I don't want to pay a lot of taxes by withdrawing money to pay for the wedding. Are there any other ideas you have for people in our position? Well, congratulations, Gary, to the uh, upcoming uh, addition to your family there. I'm sure that's going to be a great one. And uh, congratulations to you and everybody uh, there in the expanding family. Um, You know, Gary, uh, when I read your question before the show, it struck me how this is almost identical to the question that I got from a client yesterday (laughs) or two days ago, uh, though he he was needing extra money to um, pay for some student loans for his son. And really the question becomes, what investments should I pull from that are able to be pulled from at this time? You know, mm-hmm. some might, they might be liquid, but you might say, well, they're really, they're not up, they're down from where they were. I don't know if I want to liquidate those. But one of the options that you would have available to you, um, if you're considering that and you're considering taxes as well, how do I make this as, as small a taxable event as possible? Because if you're taking money from the IRA, that's going to oh, be yeah. a taxable sure. event. Plus the penalty if he's not 59 and a half. So, you know, Gary, it really depends on what your tax brackets are here. If you have non-qualified accounts that you might be able to pull the monies from. Yep. But one option that is often overlooked, and I don't know if this is relevant to your case or not, we'd have to know some more information but I say this because it's one that sometimes somebody doesn't think about, is you can take a loan from your 401k. And somebody might say, well, yeah, but I looked into that and you know they're charging me an 8% interest rate on that. It's like, ah, but whose money is that in the 401k? Isn't it your money? All right. So when you pay an interest, if there's, if there's a interest rate on a loan taken from your 401k, who are you paying that interest rate to? Paying it back to yourself. You're paying it back to yourself because yep. it's your money. There, yes, there is a requirement that you pay interest on it, but you're not paying it to an outside, a third party source. You're not, there's no bank that is lending you their money in this case. So, Gary, if you have a 401k and your third party administrator uh, has set it up so that you can take loans from it, highly encourage you to do that because that's no longer a taxable event. And right. any interest that you have to pay back on that, you're just paying it to yourself. So you can look yeah. at it as there really is no interest. It's going to go right back into the 401k, into the 401k program. K. So, yep. Right. Yep. So that would be the first place that I would say is an alternative. Now, if that doesn't work for you, Garrett and I and Doug would have to sit down with you and see what your overall options are and tell you what the pros and cons are taking yep. monies out of any of those accounts. But that is certainly one that if it is available to you, might be the first place that you would look at a depending on how old you are a reverse mortgage if you have that option available Mm, to you is another way to avoid taxes on taking out a distribution as well so great question gary uh garrett anything you want to add to gary's question no i mean i think you nailed the the, i thought about the reverse mortgage too uh in addition to the loan from the 401k you know it really just depends on kind of the age of gary and that sort of thing but uh, i certainly would agree with him that you know i'd be concerned too if he's talking about tapping into his, you know, IRAs or anything like that before age 59 and a half, that just, 
then you start getting into penalty territory and yep. that's just no good. Yeah, absolutely. So. Want to avoid the penalties as well as avoid the taxes. No question about yep. it. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian show with Doug Ray and here in the studio is Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne. And this week, second segment, just like in the first, we're taking questions from our listener mailbag for the first time in about a month since we're doing this. <laughs> and uh, that was Gary in Kernersville. And I believe, Garrett, we have Mike and Clemens next. Is that right? Yep. Mike asks... We have over $100,000 in our savings account. Well, congratulations. It drives me crazy to see that money just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. I want to buy a new truck, but my wife isn't on board with that plan because she says having that money in the bank makes her feel very secure. Okay, fair enough. Yep. He asked, land sakes, how much cash do we really need? How do I convince her that this is too much money that's just collecting dust? Am I the crazy one here? Well, tarnation woman, do we need all this? Do we need all this money in savings? No, I, I, you know, Mike, it strikes me and Garrett uh, both before the show how much you sound like fifty percent of our clients here with this exact question. Uh, There's almost never going to be an eye to eye um, coming to uh, our savior moment on. We agree exactly on how much money we should be leaving in savings. Say. Yeah, it does make you feel secure. But boy, in a high um, inflation environment like we, mm. we've been in the, for the last couple of years, it doesn't seem that it's just transitory at this point. Um, <laughs> what what are we losing out by keeping so much money in, in cash? Well, you're losing out buying power by keeping yeah. that much money in cash. So there really is a, a downside to doing that, just as you, you say, Mike. But... Here's something that might have changed or has changed for you to consider over the last couple of years. What do you mean by cash? Because True. You know, there's there's different types of cash. There is cash in a checking account, cash in a money market, cash in a CD, cash in I bonds. Yep. So there is different types of quote unquote Short-term cash. Short term US out Treasury there. bill. Right, exactly. Yep. So that that term cash can have a little bit of flexibility to it. And maybe if uh, Mike, uh, your wife is looking for more security and you're looking for more growth out of it, um, then maybe there's a compromise there. For example, CDs, you know, yeah. most of us are familiar with CDs, but they've just kind of been off our radar for the last 10 years because the rates that you're getting on those are, had been traditionally one and a half percent, maybe 2% at best for a, a 10 year CD. Well, you know, as you say, land sakes, there's there's some other <laughs> options out there that might right now get you 5.5% for only a six to 13 month commitment on that. Yep, so that might keep the wife happy with feeling secure and it might keep you happy with at least seeing the money do something. Yep. And, you know, in, in making an argument for you and wanting to get the truck, if you just want to invest all that money, then you've kind of committed to a longer term uh, pool for that. And that takes your argument of getting the truck off the table. So if you put it in a CD, interest rates go down a little bit. Now you can make your argument for getting a truck after the CDs renew. Absolutely. So there you go. All right. Speaking of what else might make you happy, uh, Mike, is knowing exactly how to file for Social Security when it comes time. Now, uh, I don't know if you're 55 or if you're 65, if you have filed for Social Security or haven't, but put that aside. I know that a great many of the listeners out there are in that I'm ready to file for Social Security, but I just don't know how or, or when to do it. I'm just thinking about it. It's in the back of my mind. It's yep. coming up in a yep. year. It's coming up in a couple of years. And boy, I don't know if I want to do it as soon as I turn 62 or do I want to wait until 70? Should I wait until 75? I've had people <laughs> tell me all different kinds of things over the years. Well, we want to address all those different things so that you're going into that particular stage of life, having all the information in your holster that you can. And uh, Garrett, Doug, and I are putting on our uh, 
semi-annual social security optimization seminar. Uh, we haven't done it yet, that, yet this year and we are doing it now. So it's Thursday, July 27th. And then it's coming up again a couple days after that, Tuesday, August 1st. You don't need to attend both. Just attend one or the other. There is no cost. And furthermore, there is no obligation. But you do got to call and register so that we've got a seat aside for you. And the best number to call is the only number to call. It's 336 391 3409. That's 336 391 3409. You can also visit us at thewealthguardians.com and click on the events tab. So, again, our social security optimization seminar. If you are approaching social security filing age and you think, I'm just going to wing it, I'm just going to file the way that I think I know the best way to file, or I'm just going to do it at 62 and get that taken care of and off my to-do list, I, I beg of you, please come to our seminar because there's a lot of good information there that might have you rethinking whatever strategy you caught on YouTube or you heard your uh, cousin's uncle's brother say one time. <laughs> so please, uh, again, July 27th, that's a Thursday, and August 1st, that's a Tuesday, no cost, no obligation, 336-391-3409. A hundred percent of the people, Garrett, who attend our seminar uh, end up saying they learned a lot of good information at this. That is true. So, And we are certified with the National Social Security Association of Advisors, so we are qualified to talk on the topic. All right, uh, Garrett, anything to add to that uh, little CTA there? I don't think so. I think we're running out of time here. We're running out of time. Are we really? Okay. Up against the clock. Up against the clock. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have this week. Thank you for joining us. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with uh, Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. This is 96.7 FM WTOB.